0: Role does He play in our hearts and in our lives? And so we've been talking about how He is our God. He is our comforter. Remember, we, we had the comforter up here. Come on, how many of you remember that? He's our comforter. He's our God. Uh, he increases our intimacy with God. He gives us spiritual gifts. He does all of these things and so much more. But this weekend, I want to close out this series by simply talking about the how. I want to talk about the how, and that really should be the question that all of us need to be asking, how do I walk in the fullness of the Spirit in my everyday life? How do I do that? Like, what does it look like, what does it mean to be filled With the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to talk about today. And again, everything we've talked about up until now has certainly been necessary, it's been needed, but this right here is really what it's all about. So, Father, we thank you again for these moments. Thank you for this day you've given us. Uh, Lord, such a beautiful day, God, and we praise you for that. And so, Lord, we're just asking now that you'll open our hearts and help us to hear from you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 So, with that, I want to give you a a couple scriptures today as we talk about what it looks like and how do I walk in the fullness of the Spirit in my everyday life. The first one is in Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles, you want to turn or click there if you've got a mobile device. A lot of people do that now. Uh, or you can just simply look on the screen, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. If you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say hold on. All right, we're rolling. All right, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. The apostle Paul's talking. He said, so I say, walk by the Spirit. What is he talking about there? He's basically saying, hey, be led by the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. Why? Because if you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. Now, he's talking about a sinful nature here. He's actually talking about this fleshly. Nature, Come on, even though we all got a little flesh, amen? So there's that flesh, and then he breaks this thing down for us in verse 17 to talk about what's really going on inside of us. He said, the flesh desires what's contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And they're in conflict with each other so that you're not to do whatever you want to do. So, remember I told you a few weeks ago, at the moment of salvation... The Holy Spirit comes and takes up residence inside of you. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you encounter the very real presence of the Holy Spirit. Whether you felt anything or not, doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit came and lived inside of you. That is what is considered the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The word dwell there means house. And so it's talking about how the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you, and you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you've got the Spirit of God in you and you still got a little flesh working in you, they're going to be in conflict with each other. So, you know, the Spirit is going to say, hey, I'm trying to lead you and guide you into what God has for your life. And so the Holy Spirit will say, hey, let's go here, let's do this. And your flesh is going to say, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And the Holy Spirit is like, no. And so as a result, there's this war going on inside of you. And, you know, Dr. James Dobson, he was talking about this particular verse of Scripture one time, and he describes it as as being a Christian, it's like you've got two bulldogs inside of your chest fighting against one another. And the one you feed is the one who wins. So the one you feed is the one you, who wins. So again, you've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. He's there but then all of a sudden, now you've got this conflict going on. You've got the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But here's what you need to understand. There is a difference in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the filling of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference there. Let me say it like this. One of them, you've got the Holy Spirit. The other one, the Holy Spirit's got you. Amen. Come on, can I get an amen right there? I spent a lot of time on that phrase, I nothing crickets amen so anyway thank you so again you get saved the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you but there is a difference in you having the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit having you so let me put it to you like this have you ever seen another Christian that you look at their lives you look at where they are and it's almost like they've tapped into another level in God it's almost like they're walking in more power. They're walking in more faith. They seem to overcome sin so much more easily. They pray, and it's almost like they are literally connected to God. And you're sitting there talking about, man, I'm just st ruggling, trying to get by. And yet I see people that are so full of power, so full of faith, and so full of victory. The reality is simply this. There are people who have become more... More yielded to the Holy Spirit than you are. They have learned to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me show you what I'm talking about. This glass of plain milk right here represents a person. This chocolate right here represents the third person. Come on, holler at me. Mm-hmm. Right about time you want to stop. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Come on. So now... You're a Christian. This is you. The Spirit of God is in you. He's dwelling in you. But you're not filled with the Spirit. He's in you. There's power that you can tap into, there's anointing you can tap into, there's giftings you can tap into, but you haven't tapped into it. So what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? It just simply means to be completely and totally and thoroughly permeated with the Spirit of God in your life. Come on, talk to somebody and say, that makes all the difference in the world right there. Amen? So that's what it's talking about. So if you're going around and you're looking at people and you're saying, man, they seem to have more power than I do, it could very simply be that they have learned to become more yielded to the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. They don't just have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has them. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 18. This is the Apostle Paul again. So again, we've got Galatians Walk with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. And you're not gratify the desires of your flesh. So here he is in Ephesians 5. Be very careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And in verse 18, here's the key. Don't be drunk with wine because you will ruin your life. Instead... Be filled. Turn to somebody and say, be filled. be filled. Come on, say it like you've got some attitude. Be filled with, the kids said it a whole lot better than y'all did. So be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you see here, don't be drunk, but be filled. Paul makes a very clear comparison here that says, hey, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why is he making that comparison? Because when someone is intoxicated, what do we say? They are under the influence of something. Something else is controlling them. And when you're under the influence of something other than the Spirit, you talk differently. You think differently. You act differently. But when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, what happens? You think differently. You talk differently. You act differently. When you are under the power of the Holy Spirit, you live by the Spirit. You walk with the Spirit. You keep instead, with the Spirit, you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and now the Holy Spirit has you, not just you having it. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now let me point out something to you right here. This is a command, not a suggestion. This is a command, not a suggestion. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is something we are told to do. So, the question you have to ask yourself as Christians is Are you being filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you have the Holy Spirit, or does the Holy Spirit have you? Because the feeling of the Holy Spirit, again, it's when you are completely, totally, thoroughly permeated. And that changes everything. So this is a command, not a suggestion. Here's something else you need to know. This is an ongoing relationship, not a one-time thing. Let me prove to you what I'm talking about. Paul says, don't be drunk, be filled with the Spirit of God. The most literal translation for those words, be filled, this is a present tense verb, and really it reads, be being filled. In other words, to continue being filled. This is a continuing, ongoing work of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life to make them more like Jesus Christ. It's a non-stop, ongoing work of the Spirit. There are more spiritual gifts. There's more power. There is a continual work of the Holy Spirit in your life. I heard a preacher say this one time about being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, it's constantly living under the spout where the glory comes out. Come on, are you with me? It's constantly living under the spout where the glory comes out. That's what it means. Yesterday's filling is not enough. It's not enough to rely on old manna. Come on, top off your tank. Don't wait till you're empty. How many of you guys drive around with your gas light on? Don't lie because you're in church. Thank you for being honest. I've got a son who is 17 years old, gets paid every Friday, and he's broke by Monday. Come on, can anybody relate to that? And so this past week, I noticed he wasn't driving a whole lot. And I said, man, what's going on? He said, my gas light's on. This was Wednesday. Don't get paid to Friday. I'm like, well, bud, if your gas light's on, you need to go get you some gas. He said, well, I don't have any money. Come on, how many of you know, if you're working at the Peacock house, then you're in charge to put your own gas in your own vehicle. And Samantha Ann said, Amen. There you go. So I'm like, Brother, you got a job. You're just going to have to patent Charlotte till Friday. He said, No, I can get by. I got 30 miles to empty. So he's riding three days on a tank of gas that is not... And his gas light's on. And so finally he gets paid Friday and he puts the gas in his truck. Come on, how many of you are like that? Don't lie. Look, turn to somebody and say, don't be a red line Christian. Don't be a red line Christian. You've got to top that tank off. You've got to let the Holy Spirit have you, not just you having him. Be filled with the Spirit. And so when we say that if you want to be filled with the Spirit, here's what it is, you have to want to be filled with the Spirit. Now, let me, let me talk about what I mean by that. Because when you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, you're really asking God to increasingly make you holy. And a lot of times we don't want to do that because we want things that are not holy to stay in our lives. We'll let that sit right there just for a minute. When you ask the Holy Spirit to make you holy or to fill you, you are asking Him to increasingly make you holy. And we don't want to do that because there's things in our lives we know that are not holy and we don't want to deal with them. But when you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, you need to understand the Holy Spirit doesn't want to share you with anything or anybody. So you've got to really want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's a difference there. So let me say this. What does it look like when you're filled with the Holy Spirit? Because I've had people say to me before, Pastor, man, I've met some guys that said they were filled with the Holy Spirit. they just straight up weird. They're just weird. So what does it look like from a biblical standpoint when you're filled with the Holy Spirit? I want to give you three distinct qualities today. There's more than that. Do your research, read up on it, but I want to give you three distinct qualities of what happens when the Holy Spirit really fills your life. Here's the first one, number one, probably the most important one is simply this, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to share Christ boldly. Amen. He gives you the power to share Christ boldly. Look at the words of Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, here's what Paul said, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. In other words, Paul is saying, listen, I'm not the best speaker around. He says, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith not rests in human wisdom, but instead of God's power. Paul said, listen, I am not the most eloquent speaker around, and I get that. But when you saw me show up, the Holy Spirit showed up with me. That's what he's saying. And I got to be honest with you guys. That's what I have to rely on every single week when I stand up here. Because here's what I know. I'm not the best and I'm not the smartest by far. But I also understand that God can take my words and the power of the Holy Spirit customize those words. So that it can speak directly into a person's life. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. It enables you to communicate the message of Christ in a life transforming way that's what he does matter of fact man I was thinking the other day and I remembered way back when I preached my first sermon it was pit to the full. come on it was bad it was like 10 minutes it was bad But I thought it was the best thing. I thought it was like manna from heaven. I'm like, man, the whole church is about to get saved because God has given me a word. And so I stood up and I preached. I gave it to him. At the end of the service, there was a gentleman there by the name of Mr. Elijah Bale. Never will forget Elijah Bale. He's at home in heaven now. But Mr. Elijah Bale come up to me at the service. He said, son, he said, that message won't have bad. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to be all spiritual and all that good stuff. And I'm thinking, well, you know, it was all the Holy Spirit. And he said, well, wait a minute, son. He said, I said the message won't have bad. He said, if it was really the Holy Spirit, it would have been really, really good. Come on. I mean, you know what I mean? So hear me today. If you have ever felt uncomfortable, underqualified, not good enough to share your faith, there is nobody that understands you better than I do. As a matter of fact, this is crazy, but when I first started preaching, uh, I didn't want to do the altar call because I was horrible at it. I stunk because I was giving altar calls left and right, and nobody was getting saved. So I'm like, man, I just, I don't, I'm not good at this. I don't know what to do. So I began to pray about it, and I asked God to anoint me. I said, God, anoint me to help lead people to you. And I even got a few guys in the church that I really knew, really trusted, and I said, guys, I want you to lay hands on me and pray for me. And so some of you right there, you're like, man, I ain't sure about that. But listen, when you read the Bible, there's something that happens when a group of believers lay their hands on you. And you see this over and over and over again in the Scripture. When a godly person lays hands on someone and prays, there's something that takes place in the Spirit that you cannot explain. Sometimes people pray and you'll feel something. Sometimes people pray, you don't feel a thing. But here's the bottom line, it doesn't matter what you feel, it matters what God does. And on this particular occasion, man, I felt the presence of the Spirit, and I've never backed down since. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gives you the power to share Christ boldly. And for some of you, you watch, this week you're going to be in a conversation with someone and you're a believer and you're going to be prompted to share your faith because you've got something to share. You've got something to say. Nobody can share your story like you and you're going to be prompted to share that story and you may kind of back away from that or shy away from that. Let me encourage you, follow the leading of the Spirit. Go into that and you're like, well man, I I don't know. I don't know what to say but listen, you're going to be in the middle of a conversation and like a missile from heaven is going to hit you and you're going to start quoting scriptures that you didn't even realize As you knew, matter of fact, it's going to confound you so much, you're going to go look it up when you get through talking with them just to make sure it really is in there. Why? The Holy Spirit is giving you the power to share the message of Jesus Christ. Here's the second thing that happens. The Holy Spirit will give you power to have hope in a hopeless world. I mean, you guys look around the world that we're living in today and say, man, if there ever was a time we needed hope, it's now. We're living in that kind of time. Romans chapter 15 verse 13 says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. So that you may what? Overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that wording there. You may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. For a lot of people today, it's about all the hope you've got. Just a little bit of water. That's all the hope you've got. You're trusting in yourself. You're trusting in people. You're trusting in your circumstances. And you're walking around with limited hope. And the reason why your hope is limited is because you've put your hope in something other than an unlimited God. You have to be willing to put your hope in an unlimited God. Put your hope in Him. If you're hurting, if you're afraid, put your hope in God and you will overflow with joy and hope. Listen, if you lose your job... Put your hope in God. He is your provider. If you know someone that's sick, put your hope in God as He is your healer. If you are worried about tomorrow, put your hope in God. Why? Because He's your comforter. If you lose someone you love, man, listen, as bad as that hurts, you don't have to grieve like someone that has no hope. Put your hope in God knowing there is an eternity in heaven that awaits If you're hurting today, put your hope in God. Your hope will always be limited when you're putting it in something other than an unlimited God. Put your hope in people, guess what? It's going to be limited. You put your hope in yourself, guess what? It's going to be limited. You put your hope in your circumstances, your circumstances can only take you so far. Why? Because we are limited, but when we trust an unlimited God, our hope overflows. Again, Romans 15, 13. I want this scripture in your spirits today. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust Him so that you may what? Overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Hey man, listen, if you've come in here today, and you're walking around, and you're in a place in your life, where you feel like there's no hope, you feel like you're in over your head, you feel like you want to give up, you want to quit, you want to throw in the towel, you feel like, man, I just don't know, you just don't know what I'm going through right now, you're absolutely right, but here's what I know, that there's a God in heaven that loves you, and says, hey, put your hope in me, put your hope in me, let the Holy Spirit have you, And that unlimited hope will begin to overflow in your life. Here's the third thing. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to experience all the fullness of God. What does that mean? Here's what I've noticed in our country. In the times that we're living in now, I believe so many people have reduced Christianity down to its lowest common denominator. What do I mean by that? Well, Christianity for a lot of people today is, is simply, yeah, you know what? I believed in God. I checked the box that time. I may have even gotten baptized. I, you know, I read the Bible every once in a while. I even joined the church. I try to be a good person. But yet, when you look at the lives of so many Christians today, what you see is something that really doesn't look much different than the rest of the world. Still hurting. Christians Still hurting still addicted, still filled with worry, still broke, still struggling, no real faith, no real victory. Why? Because there's no real power in their lives. And so many people today don't really understand who God is and what He has for you, and yet the Holy Spirit is there to help you to experience the fullness of God in your life. So the question just simply comes to this Pastor, how can I get filled with the Holy Spirit? If this is, this, this is the message, this is what I want you to get. There's the difference in the indwelling of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. There's a difference in having the Holy Spirit and then the Holy Spirit having you. There's a difference. So how, Pastor, how can I walk in the fullness of the Spirit? How do I do that? This is not in your notes. I want to give you real quick A-B-C. Just simple as A-B-C. You ready? Here it is. How can I get filled with the Holy Spirit? Here's, Here's the letter A. Ask Jesus to come into your life. Ask Jesus to come into your life. That's the starting point. Because remember we said, the moment you accept Christ into your heart and into your life, at that moment you experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. Whether you feel Him or not, He moves into your life. So you've got to ask Jesus into your heart. So if you're wandering around and you're like, man, I just, I just feel lost. I feel, I feel lonely. I just, I just don't know. Man, ask Jesus into your heart. Ask Him into your life. You know, we, said, we had some guys here this past week that were buffing out our floors and waxing our floors for our kids. Why? Because we love our kids. And when you walk into Kids Church, I want you to look at that floor and I want like Mr. Clean to be shining at you. So they were cleaning the floors, and the guy was here, and he had uh, three guys with him, younger guys. And, man, if you know me well enough, you'll know that if you get around me long enough, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a little something about your life. And so I got to talking to these guys, and I was like, hey, man, tell me, tell me you know, where you guys live or we live over here. And, hey, you go to church anywhere? No, man, we ain't going to church. I was like, man. And so, man, I started throwing vision at them. I was like, man, look at you. Man, there's gifting in you. There's talent in you. You can do this. You can do that. God's got great things for you. I said, man, we've got a place for you right here. You can call this place home, man. We'll help you. We'll encourage you. We'll lift you up. And so, man, I'm just like bullet. Pow, 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 pow. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done. You know, And I walk away and I'm standing at the double doors here. And one of the guys walks by me and he said, he said, hey, man, he said, are you the pastor here? I said, yes, sir. He said, man, can, can I talk with you? I said, absolutely, man. So we came and sit right back there where Miss Dye is sitting on those, on those two seats. And this young man began to pour his heart out about what was going on in his heart, what's going on in his life. And man, I just started talking to him. Just started, it was like that missile from heaven I was telling you about. just started talking to him. Tears in his eyes right there. He accepted Jesus Christ in this house. Right there. Just like that. That's your starting point. That's your start. We've been texting all week. Man, how you doing? He's like, dude, I'm great. He like, I read this. What does it mean? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Give me a minute, look it up. But so I mean, we're just having these conversations, this dialogue about this new life that he started and he's like man I just he, he goes home he tells his mom his mom's tears of joy it's amazing what God is doing but your starting point is to ask Jesus into your heart in your life that's the A here's the B you've got to believe that he wants to fill you you've got to believe that you ask Christ into your heart, you've got to believe that not only does He sit in you, He wants to fill you. Not only do you have Him, He wants to have you. That's the B. And here's the C. Simple as it is. Call out to Him in faith. Ask Jesus to come into your life. Believe that He wants to fill You. And call out to Him in faith. How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? A-B-C. That simple. That simple. Ask the Spirit of God to fill you. To permeate you. To saturate you. There's a battle between your flesh and your spirit. And the one you feed is the one that's going to win. Feed your spirit. Amen. Stand with me all over the house. Father, thank you for moments like this. Jesus, thank you because you told us that there's a relationship that is far better than you being here in person. And that's the third person, the Holy Spirit. And Lord, over these past several weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. This this one that that brings such a dynamic into our hearts and into our lives, that, that brings the comfort, that brings the guidance, that brings the intimacy with God, that, that brings the spiritual gifts, this one that, that, that wants to take our lives, these ordinary lives, and use us to do extraordinary things. And so Holy Spirit, we love you and we honor you today. And Lord, right now, we just simply ask by faith, Holy Spirit, fill me today. Fill my heart, fill my life. Again, it's not, a com- it's not a suggestion. This is a command. Holy Spirit, fill me. I want you to have me. Have every ounce of my being, everything in me. I want you to have me. Fill me today, Holy Spirit. Lord, I know that there are many in this room today and maybe they're struggling, maybe they're just going through some some tough situations, some tough circumstances in their hearts, in their lives, but God, right now, I lift them up to You and Holy Spirit, I pray that even though they don't see anything, even though they don't feel anything, they may find themselves in a hopeless situation, but right now, I pray You would fill them to an overflow full of, of hope knowing that you are there knowing that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead we have access to that and that's you Holy Spirit and so we thank you for moments like this so maybe you're in here today and maybe you need to go back to step one which is the A You've been living your life. You've been doing things kind of your own way. You've been taking charge. But as we all know, that doesn't work out too well. And so you're sitting in here and you're like, man, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better life. And you're right. It starts with Jesus Christ. And so, if you're in here today and you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, then I want you right now to just simply say, That's me, Pastor. I'm not here to embarrass you, but I just want to know if you mean business with God, God means business with you. He wants to connect with you, He loves you. He moved a whole lot of things and shifted a whole lot of things to get you here at this moment, at this time. So, if you say, Man, that's me, I'm ready to go all in. Would you just slip a hand up and say, That's me, Pastor? I want to receive him today. I want to go all in for him. I'm giving him everything I got. Maybe you're in here today and maybe you're saying you know what? Man pastor I, I it's been made plain to me today that I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If that's you could you just simply slip a hand and say pray for me pastor. Pray for me. I want to be filled with the Spirit. Seize the hand. Seize the hand. Seize the hand. Seize the hand. Let's just simply do it by faith. Father in the name of Jesus fill me today with your Spirit. Lord I know the Holy Spirit is in me at the moment I you you into my heart. And Lord, I know I've got the Holy Spirit, but today, Father, I want the Holy Spirit to have me. I want to be filled with the Spirit today. Help me to saturate and permeate every area of my life to be yielded to the Spirit. In Jesus' name, and everybody in the house said amen. Amen. Come on, give God a big hand clap of praise all over the place. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Now, you know what we do. Maybe if this is your first time, let me just kind of explain to you real quickly how we do things around here. We are going to dismiss you in sections, if you will. And this section right here, this is the middle section right here. But why are you moving? She's like, no, I want to be with (laughs) him. I'm I'm messing, sweet. But that's the middle section. And then we'll let that section and that section. And again, you have an opportunity to go out this door right here, that door back there. If you choose, Now, you also notice we did not take up an offering. Sis, come get this table for me, sweetheart. We did not take up an offering. Samantha, come get this for me, please. Thank you, baby girl. We did not take up an offering. So if you, uh, if you have not been able to give online, as you walk out that door or that door right there, there's a basket there on those high top tables. Feel free to drop something in those baskets on your way out. And we love you guys. Let me just say this real quick. Because of your faithfulness, because of your giving, this Thursday... This Thursday, we are going to be on site at Triple S High School, and we're going to be feeding all of the teachers. Come on, somebody. Amen. We're going to be doing that because of your faithfulness and your goodness. I called the principal and he liked to fill out. He said, are you kidding me? I'm like, yes. He said, what are you cooking? I said, man, some chicken breasts battered up, some bread and butter pickles on some sliced bread with some mayonnaise and mustard. Come on, somebody. Some fruit cups, some water, some snacks. I mean, man, he was like, come on, slap my mama. Amen. So, you guys because of your faithfulness are making that Happen. we're going to bring in our bridge to hope mobile unit over here at ten we're going to be cooking paid up everything and give to our teachers because we love our teachers amen so guys thank you so much this road right here you are dismissed love you guys and appreciate you